Hello, I'm your host, Giselle Gamby, and this is the Intuitive Pool Podcast, where together we'll embrace the plans we did not make yet, unfold businesses and lives that are so much greater in wealth in all ways than any business or life plan could ever achieve. My wish is that you make intuition your most trusted advisor. So buckle up, get present, and let's go. Hello, 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 and welcome to the first episode of the Intuitive Pool podcast. Never did I think that I would be here with you right now. It was not the plan I made at all, and I'm feeling a mixture of nervousness and excitement and a lot of joy as well. I feel like I'm about to get married. I'm, I'm standing there at the entrance of the church about to walk up the aisle. That's what it feels like to me right now. So welcome. I never thought that I'd be here podcasting. It was never in the plan. And I want to thank you for all of your encouragement, those who listened to the trailer last week. I was delightfully surprised, in fact, at the amount of times I heard feedback around that gave me goosebumps. Wow, I didn't plan for that either yet. That is exactly what I want to happen because you and I are connected on the energetic plane. And we're having an intimate experience here. As you listen to this episode through your AirPods or headphones, my intention is that this experience will be one where your own intuitive pulls are ignited, where your intuitive pulls that have already been ignited even before this podcast are able to be realized in their fullest potential through the things that I'm about to share. So I'm excited and um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm sitting in a room with you all uh, together. So thank you for listening to this first episode. Today's episode is around the cave you fear to enter. And the reason why I decided to bring that theme to the first podcast is for two reasons. If you have had intuitive pulls and you've followed them and you haven't been able to achieve them, they haven't been able to be realized in physical form, it may be because you didn't enter the cave you feared that waited for you. And the second reason why I want to bring this conversation around the cave you fear to enter is for those who will have intuitive pools ignited through this podcast, this may be a place that you have to go to. And so why do people not realize and achieve visions that have arrived intuitively, direction that's arrived intuitively? Why sometimes do they not achieve them? It's because there needs to be some inner preparation that has to happen, first of all. Sometimes we're ready to go. We're ready. We're aligned. 
the intuition arrives and off we run and so much flow. In fact, even overflow. And other times an intuitive pull, a vision, a direction, uh, a movement that we receive isn't ready to be realized. Part of that readiness is the plan we didn't make because part of that readiness asks us to dig deeper, asks us to enter those places that we have resisted. And I want to talk to you about a personal example where I received an intuitive pull, a really compelling, really compelling intuitive pull a few years ago. And it was only this year, two years later, that it came to life. Joseph Campbell's quote, and I'm going to reverse it. So it's not word for word, I've reversed it, is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek to find, or the treasure you seek to find is in the cave you fear to enter. Again, never did I realize that the cave I feared to enter was actually home. And so let me let me demonstrate for you. So a couple of years, I was having a session with an incredible man called Michael Muir from the Soul Magic Collective. So look him up on Facebook if you don't already know him. And I've been seeing Michael for years. Uh, so Michael has really allowed me to experience my multidimensional nature. A couple of years ago, I was with him and my father who had passed, well, he's been passed, he's been gone now for 10 years. My father who had passed um, came through and all of a sudden I started to feel, well, first of all, my father said to me, it was such a great privilege for him to provide so much financially for my family. Dad, you know, having been uh, an immigrant, learning English when he came to Australia, worked really bloody hard. In the early days, you know, held like about three, three jobs, learned accountancy and then became an accountant and still continue to have several several jobs teaching and and when he passed, uh, I'm so grateful because he left my mother very well looked after. And he said to me in that session, it was such a privilege for him to play that role for my family, and I am that in my family. And he said to me. Uh, make sure that it's not a lonely experience for you. And those words unexpectedly connected me emotionally to men and to the suffering that some men feel when they believe that their identity is completely attached and wrapped up with being the financial provider of the family. And so what happens when they're not. What happens when life throws some challenges around that? You know, what happens when they're not able to fulfill the role that they believed they should fulfill in order to feel valid in the world? So it opened up this world for me around being real, feeling so much compassion for men. And I started researching and I realized that, you know, 75% of suicides in Australia 
a male. And I felt compelled, I felt compelled to make a change, to make a change about how the massive men see themselves. There's this amazing quote that arrived two years ago by Henry Thoreau that says, the massive men lead lives of quiet desperation. And this intuition would not leave me. This, this feeling of wanting to change this just would not leave me. I started writing and I started writing about a vision around the wholehearted man, a man who values himself regardless of how much money he brings in, a man who is able to embrace the whole of him and love the whole of him and love the parts that he has neglected and denied and have a relationship with himself that is wholehearted. I wasn't ready to realize that vision two years ago, even though I held it so closely to my heart, even though I wrote about it, even though I published the vision, I, I, I wrote posts about the vision, I even decided to put on a program two years ago that never eventuated. Now, why? It's because I had to come into a deeper relationship with myself in order to be able to realize this vision. And as I started digging deeper, I started to get more honest about what my relationship is with, and I'm going to say it in inverted commas, those types of men. So the types of men who are super success, successful financially, who are very powerful, who absolutely attach their value to the amount of money they bring in, who find their sense of safety in money. I had to get really honest that I was damn scared of them. I had to get really honest that I had avoided them like the plague forever. So how was I going to realize this vision that was not the plan that I made to receive, to have these men who had denied so much about who they really are, how was I going to actually be able to hold them if I was keeping them at such a great distance because I was afraid of them? And the story that I told myself when I started getting really honest was that I thought that these men would think that I am nothing. I thought that these men would look at me and, and say, she, she's not valuable because my makeup is, is different to those men. I don't talk like them. I don't think like them. I'm a massive feeler. I have a gentleness. I don't orientate from the rational mind. I don't orientate firstly, I should say, because of course I do orientate from the rational mind. Otherwise I wouldn't be here podcasting, but I thought they would think that I am nothing. And so that's why I avoided them like the plague. And yet here they were presenting themselves to me in the formless world saying, please show us another way where we'll know our value to be independent, 
of playing that role of financial provider. And then I had an epiphany. It's amazing. It's amazing what happens when we get honest. And so my hope actually is as I'm sharing my story about getting honest with myself, my hope is that you're starting to get honest with yourself. Because without that honesty, that intuitive pull that is here, that maybe has already been here, that may arrive, will arrive, it won't be realized. So thanks to getting honest, I had an epiphany. And the epiphany was this, because we are so different, because I am so different to that type of man, that type of man who has denied their ability to feel, that man who has denied that ability to inquire below the surface and dig a little deeper, that man who has not found connection with self and connection with others as valuable as making money, that man who has been afraid to feel, well, because all of that is so natural to me, aren't we a perfect match? And that epiphany, that what they denied I have within me, and therefore aren't we a perfect match, created so much freedom, so much freedom. And of course, what does life do then? Life gives me the opportunity or an opportunity to put my money where my mouth is and to not only appreciate that inner transformation that happened, but to actually put it into practice. And so at exactly that time, life gave me an opportunity and a client of mine was talking to me about her husband who is exactly this type of person. And she said, he's being sued for millions of dollars. And I thought, "Uh uh-huh. Well, I know the land of cause and effect. I know the land of taking 100% personal responsibility for the reality that we are experiencing and having a look at what is going on behind the scenes that would create such a reality. (gasps) Hello, here's an opportunity. And so I said to her, how do you feel if I had a conversation with him? And she said, yeah, I'll propose it. And anyway, it was a brilliant conversation. It was a brilliant conversation. In fact, he had to uh, excuse himself. And I only found out afterwards, after the session, that he had to excuse himself because he was so emotional. Because we went to a place of cause as to the his legal situation being sued for millions of dollars, which of course goes back to years and years ago and what he decided or who he decided he needed to become in order to feel valid. And so once we saw that and he had an inner transformation, guess what happened? That court case was indefinitely postponed that week. That was such a gift It was a gift for him. It was a gift for me because I realized the cave I feared to enter was actually my home. I didn't have to be anyone else. I didn't have to put on a new personality to be accepted. 
It was so natural. Okay, I I was a little nervous (laughs) at the beginning of the conversation, but it was so natural to me. And more experiences have arrived since then around the wholehearted man and beautiful work, beautiful, beautiful work. So you have to go first. Sometimes when the intuitive pull arrives and you're not ready, you're not aligned, you're not fully aligned, you have to go first. You have to come into wholeness where there is fear. You have to come into wholeness where there is story about not being complete, about not being valuable. You have to come into wholeness around an appreciation for your natural essence and how perfect it is, how absolutely perfect it is for that intuitive pull to be realized in a way that is greater than you could ever have consciously planned for or expected. And so I want to speak to the overflow now, this concept of an overflow. Whenever there is a shift from fear to love, a miracle has occurred. That's the definition of a miracle. A shift in perception from fear to love. That's a miracle. And miracles result in overflow. More than you could ever have expected. More joy, more joy, more so much more joy. And results that are beyond any prior expectation. Overflow. Not just enough, but overflow. I want to read to you a section in A Course in Miracles. Look it up if you haven't heard about A Course in Miracles, but I've been studying it every day this, or most days, <laughs> this year. And it's Lesson 135. I'm just going to read a paragraph to you. A healed mind does not plan. It carries out the plans that it receives through listening to wisdom that is not its own. It waits until it has been taught what should be done. That is the healed mind, the healed mind waits until it has been taught what should be done and then proceeds to do it it does not depend upon itself for anything except its adequacy to fulfill the plans assigned to it it is secure in certainty that obstacles cannot impede its progress to accomplishment of any goal that serves the greater plan established for the good of everyone And such is the plan we did not make. Such is the plan we did not make. I heard a great saying just last week, actually. If you know how to achieve a goal, you're not dreaming big enough. And this idea about the intuitive pull that embraces the plans we did not make, where the deeper we go, the greater our wealth in all ways, and where authenticity is always profitable. These plans are not made by the mind but they require a healed mind. And thus, there are times when we're invited, compelled to enter the cave we have feared. So you have to go first. And you know what? There's treasure in that cave, golden treasure, (laughs) far greater than any treasure that you could have expected. And so... Is there a cave that has shown up here as I've been speaking to mine? Is there a realization around an intuitive pull that has not come to pass 
that asks you to go first, to make whole, because it seeks your freedom. You cannot realize on this earth in a grounded way, in physical form, what has arrived to you in your intuition if you are not free. It's impossible. And so how wonderful that we are gifted with the opportunity to be free where in its absence has been avoidance. How wonderful that we are gifted with that opportunity to be free. The intuitive pools are so generous in their nature for you, for your families, for the people you work with, for your friends, your community. They are so generous. I'm going to end this podcast in a way that I was not expecting to end. And it's honoring an incredible, incredible client who's just completed and who has written a book called The Untangling. Writing that book was never a plan that she made. And it was catalyzed by her mother passing and having passed, holding on to a lot of pain because of a dysfunctional relationship with her mother. And she started writing just for her. In that writing, she untangled and she came to a place where there was, in her words, nothing left but love for her mother. The reason why she just came to me as I complete this episode, speaking to the theme or to the, well, yes, to the theme that the intuitive pulls are just so generous in so many ways, is that when she came to a place of nothing left but love, I saw something that I had not seen before. I saw that her mother would not need to come back in her next life, holding on to the suffering that existed while she was alive. Because this beautiful woman, her daughter, had dug deep and come to a place of nothing but love for herself and her mother. And I thought, my goodness, I have never seen that. I've seen people come to places of nothing but love and interrupting dynamics going forward for their children's futures, but I'd actually never had seen it in a way that that untangling would affect someone who has already passed in a way that they would not have to carry it into their next life. So if you want to think about how generous it is for us, the consequences of us coming into our wholeness by entering the cave that we have feared. Well, there's, I think, a pretty mind-blowing multidimensional example. Thank you for listening. I love being here with you. I can't wait to be back here with you in my next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I trust that you were intuitively pulled. If you like this episode, please follow this podcast and share the love with your family, friends and colleagues. Let them know that I'm here. And if you'd like to have more communication with me, join the Intuitive Pool Facebook group where you'll find details in the show notes and you can let me know about what pools you've been receiving by listening to these episodes. Until next time, so much love.